What are you eating already? What are you eating already? You little fucker. Stop eating the chair. Feel it. I can feel it. Give me that. Give me that. That's not chair. That's wood. Stop eating the chair legs. No. No. Could be a lot of that. That's how Liam, that's how Liam talks to his girlfriend and everyone. I'm keeping this in. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of Let's Talk About Movies, the podcast where we talk about film. Um, it's been a little while, so I nearly got that wrong, but I, th- I think I nailed it. You smashed it. Yeah. I'm Aaron, one of your hosts. And you're the host, Liam. Um, and... I don't know. Aaron probably has kept it in, but if I like go quiet or start suddenly shouting, it's because I've got the dog here. And since we last did the podcast, she was she's a lot bigger than yeah. she was then. Go on, just sit up. Just sit up there. There you go. So we are talking uh, June, but not the one that's currently hitting cinemas because that would be too topical for us. But we are talking about 1984's Dune or Dune or Dune uh, by David Lynch. Okay, two things. First of all, I want this one henceforth to be known as Dune. Okay. And, and then the one, the new one is Dune. Okay. Do they come out differently? Do they sound different? They were meant to. Yeah. And secondly, the reason we're doing this is because we both wanted, we knew that the film was coming out. We both wanted to read the book. So listeners will probably remember that we I got the book. And Aaron, so did Aaron. We both read it. So we we're like, okay, well, actually, this is something we're quite interested in. Why don't we do before the new one comes out? Yeah. You know, the much maligned uh, original, original film. film. Yeah. Which, um, so yeah, uh, dive into it then. The there's a long sort of story backstory to this because obviously the film the book came out uh, in 1965. I want to say around then. I, I could check that, but I'm not gonna. Um, we'll go with that. And obviously, then there was a long time of it sort of being 65. No, cool, nailed it. So there's like a long time of it being um, sort of thrown around as an idea for a film. Then eventually it kind of winds up with a guy called uh, Alejandro Hodorowsky or Hodorowsky. I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it, but yeah. Um, and he is a Chilean filmmaker. He'd only made like really weird sort of experimental films Um let's just say you probably wouldn't put for like a, a general audience they're, they're a bit sort of out there kind of thing um so he comes on board and basically there's a whole documentary that is then um describes his attempts at making the film should we say because it never never comes to pass but if you watch the documentary you can kind of understand why some of the more interesting parts in that is that he kind of gets together sort of people who want to storyboard it first, and that includes uh, Dan O'Bannon, who he wanted to get on for visual effects, and H.R. Giger, um, amongst various other quite influential people. Um, H.R. Giger, Geiger, 
better known for things like Alien. Well, uh, yeah. So that's the thing. So Dan O'Bannon and Giga eventually. Giga. Um, Giga? It's not a Giga counter, Aaron. Yeah, but that's spelled differently, isn't it? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. <laughs> um, anyway, those two eventually then, sort of three or four years later, end up collaborating and basically creating Alien together with Ridley Scott as well. But those two were very... Dan O'Bannon wrote it. Geiger, Giga, is uh, obviously very famous for creating all the visual effects and everything for it as well. So amongst other things, like the, the documentary goes into like great detail about how uh, various other people involved then went on to influence basically sci-fi for the next 10, 15 years. Um, like the other things that he sort of came up with the idea of, he wanted uh, Salvador Dali to be uh, the emperor. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I don't know if I've seen this or seen like a too long, didn't read sort of video of it on YouTube. But yeah, you just jog my memory then. Go yeah. on, sorry. Well, that, that came down to apparently Dali wanted, uh, I think he said he wanted $10,000 for every minute of he was on screen. Fuck. Or every... Yeah. Me ten, too. Yeah. But in the end, I think Hodorowsky's idea was, oh, well, I'll give you 100000 for every minute, but then cut his screen down, time down, and wanted to build a robot of him so he didn't have to pay him. <laughs> Insane. Uh, other things, he got Orson Welles in to do the Baron Harkonnen, because obviously Orson Welles was like a big guy that by this been, point. That could have been good. I mean, it, it would have been, but I mean, Orson Welles was definitely phoning it in by this point. So yeah. I don't know, but uh, and that that involved hiring and flying out the chef from Orson Welles' favorite restaurant so that he could come and basically cook for him for the entire time he was there. Uh, he wanted Mick Jagger as Fade Ralpher. Uh, he wanted Udo Kier as Peter DeVries, which actually I think would have been amazing. But mm. that's that's the only one that I can go. Okay, that's a really kind of matches quite well. He wanted David Carradine as uh, Leto Atreides. Mm which would have been really wild. So like, you think you've got all these kind of great names and everything. And for uh, Paul Atreides, who is the, the hero of the piece, uh, he wanted his son, his own son. Oh, okay. What, Giga Gaga did? No, Hodorowsky. Uh, Hodorowsky, uh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, shoot your shot. I mean, if you, if you can get your son into a film, I guess, go for it. Yeah. I mean, this is widely sort of like known as an unadaptable book. Yeah. Can you hear the dog cutting through? Yeah. Only, only when yeah. you talk. I know. Oh, know. that's interesting. Yeah. What well, tends to be when she does it. Yeah. Well, um, what was I saying? It's been a long time since we've done this. I need to get back in my flow. Um, so, yeah, you were saying it was. Famously... Oh, yeah. Why, 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 yeah. Famously unadaptable. And yeah. were they trying to like adapt it as soon as it kind of came out and got hot? I think because so. I, I always had it was sort of a, the opinion because obviously this. This was a massive inspiration for for Star Wars, which is yes. part of the appeal for me. That's sort of the other way. Is actually yeah. love Star Wars. So let me let's see what sort of started that off. And um, so I always assumed that Star Wars got hot, and then I went, "Oh shit, Star Star um, Sci Fi is big now. Let's let's do Dune." Yeah. No. Well, this the original. Obviously, like I'm not saying that Lucas obviously took a lot of his thing from. Uh, the book probably because it hadn't mm. been a film by that point. Um, but the idea that uh, Hodorowsky, when his version of Doom would have come out in like 
75, 76 probably. So that would have beat Star Wars to the punch, hmm. which is always quite okay. an interesting, interesting idea. But at the end of the day, uh, it kind of comes down to the fact that he he also had like he was had like Pimp Floyd on the to do the music. Yeah. Um, and I think he'd already spent like two million out of like a fifteen million budget before he'd even committed anything to film. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, basically, the, the the people who own the the studio or whatever turned around and went, "No, <laughs> this is going to cost <laughs> way too much money." Um, so from there, anyway, uh, kind of the 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 lack the, the rights end up moving on to a guy called Dino De Laurentiis, who is quite a famous producer in the seventies and eighties. Um, he got the nickname Dino De Horrendous at one point because a lot of his films. But he's such a nice guy. Just yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. I don't. I don't know about his personal life. I, I, I didn't Google that. Why it's did probably, you do the research? Right? Sorry, uh, but eventually he has the rights, and that's kind of where I think they were getting to the end of his run with the rights, and that's where he brought in David Lynch, who obviously up to that point had kind of done. Um, he had done a Razorhead, uh, I think, and. Uh, the Elephant Man films like that, mm-hmm. okay. um, and apparently, so we're getting to this point now where Lynch was given the option of you can do Dune or you can do Return of the Jedi, and he turns down Return of the Jedi for for Dune, which in one uh, way I can sort of see because he would kind of want to make his own thing, and yeah. apparently the original vision was we're going to make Star Wars book for grown ups. I mean, I can see that. Yeah, because you can point. sort of see that's the idea behind the book, I guess. Yeah, um, but also I'm so glad it went the way it did. Yeah. I mean, um, to be fair, there's always the idea of Hadamowski's version as well, because I think he had it coming in about 15 hours long. <laughs> of course. I wonder, what, I wonder why they never made this film. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, Fucking hell. But yeah. I mean, at what point, like, that I like, I've sat through the extended Lord of the Rings and that's, they're good films, but the hard. I mean, that's like 10 hours. A long isn't time. It? Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, just, the weird thing is, as well, you look at it now, and if somebody came to you and said, I want to do this thing and it's 15 hours long, you'd go, okay, cool, we'll stick it on Netflix. Yeah. And we'll release it in our turn it into a series. Yeah. yeah. A la. Fucking Justice League Snyder cut. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Kind I, of. But yeah. I mean, I, know, I know it was. I know it wasn't in the end, but it was rumored to be going that way. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's basically where this film kind of comes from, book to where we are in in the twenty twenty one. Talking about it. Well, nineteen eighty four at least. Anyway, when they made the film that we're going to talk about. Yeah, and I started watching this f- five months ago or so, maybe maybe not quite so long ago, but I started watching it knowing that... No, I just finished reading the book. So whenever I just finished reading the book, I was like, right, I can watch the film now. Because I didn't want to watch the film and sort of miss any plot points or anything. Turns out it won't make too much difference. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so I was like, okay, time to watch it. And I, I started watching it while I was in bed, which is always a bad move for me, but... I just couldn't. I just couldn't. 
as I, I'm not going to finish it because I'm not going to take notes and stuff properly. And I didn't want to, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I don't ever want to have to watch this again. So I'm going to stop now and I continue depending on how soon after we meet, meet this podcast or start it afresh. So long ago, I decided to start afresh. My first note is 30 seconds in. Oh God, why am I starting this again? I mean, yeah, so I, without sort of going too deep into it, there is at the start, there is a long amount of just monologuing uh, exposition dump. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, we've just done about Star Wars. Like, that doesn't do the exact same thing where you have the scroll. <laughs> I, I know, don't know. But... It just, this was just a floating head telling you what everybody was. And it, it just felt really weird. It also, I'm, I keep trying to think, is this film like of its time? And I don't think it is. Like a lot of it feels like almost Doctor Who, like earlier Doctor Who, almost. Um, I don't know. I think some things for the time, I think some of the effect, visual effects, I guess you mean, as well. Yeah. Uh, I think some of them look really good. And then some things, like some stylists or stylistic choices, or, or like you say, I guess some sort of, feel to it a little bit is oh this is this is pretty ropey okay masters of the universe came out three years later that looks 10 billion times better when was the last time you saw masters of the universe <laughs> like a long time like when yeah. i was 10 yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm sure that looked a lot like when, when we do the masters of the universe podcast next well i might hold your feet to the fire on that one yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 sta- i'm Living and dying on this hill. I mean, what you should have said really is that, like, uh, Return of the Jedi came out the year before. That's a very, very valid point. And that looks a lot better. That looks 11 billion times better. Yeah. But Living and Die on this hill, Master of the Universe looks better than Dune. (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to eat those words. Yes. Next time around, that's what we're watching. Can't wait. Um, um, yeah, it's it's just like there's a lot of stylistic choices in this, and a lot of the book for anyone that hasn't read it is, you know, in a in a monologue and and thoughts and um, sort of like quotes almost as well. Like it'll jump forward and like talk back. So I get the thinking behind it. I just don't know if it if that has ever worked in film. Like I've texted you, and there's like often times where. I'll be having a conversation and it'll just cut to like an inner monologue and everyone just stops and just stares blankly at the wall while the thought's happening. Like, no, no, there's no continuous action while that's happening. They just like stop. Like, okay, now I guess this is where you're thinking, press play, what, like, what, what, what he's thinking pre recorded. And then it's like, okay, get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, that's one of the, one of the first things I've sort of, obviously, you've got this straight up the top, you've got this big load of exhibition, but. I think a lot of this comes down to what you mentioned before about everybody has always said that this book is unfilmable. Um, partly because even the book has got no interest in holding your hand in no. letting you know who these people are, what's going on. It's got, you're kind of just thrown right in the middle. You might know what a, a Bene Gesser is. You might, well, you, it feels like that anyway. Did you um, find yourself like, like, um, listening out for how they say words obviously with words that aren't real words yeah so you're like oh i said it differently to that yeah and i'm like no you're wrong dune <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Dune. 
did your book, sorry, um, have the glossary at the back? Uh, it did, but I was reading it on Kindle, so I just didn't get to it until like. Oh, fair. Oh, I if I feel like if I didn't have that, I would have struck because even there's so many words that you're like, have I already come across this word? Like, do I remember what this meant? You get a good like I to go back and forth a lot. Like probably a quarter way through the book, I think before you really get a grasp on what's going on. I think. Yeah. On like what yeah, everything definitely. means. Uh, Fremen was the one that caught me out. Freeman. Fremen. I think I, think I said Fremen. Yeah, I think I'd always said Freeman in my head when I was reading the book, but in the film, they said Fremen. Yeah. Freeman makes sense. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe a bit too on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But, um, um, but yeah, that was, so that was it. Like with it being it, uncompromising and a lot of the time you're getting a lot of reading people's inner monologues and what they're thinking and how they feel about things and stuff like that. It's, all there in the book, which is obviously a lot easier to do in a book than it is in a film. So mm. this film has decided to take the approach of, like you said, there's a lot of just hearing people's thoughts. It's a lot and, of tell, don't show. Yeah. And just exposition, just being heaps of that going on, which is, and then it sort of it, it occurred to me about 10 minutes in going, yeah, there's a reason why films don't do this a lot. It's yeah. really fucking weird watching it happen. It'd be really interesting to see it in the new one. I, I'm guaranteed they won't do it, but part of me is like, I kind of would like them just to fucking do it. Because... Just, it, I can just imagine it looking like an episode of Scrubs or something, like when JD's yeah, imagination goes off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It... You think that's weird? <laughs> Griffin impression. <laughs> yeah, cutaways. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, it does kind of lead me down that same thought as you, where it's, I wonder what this is going to be like in the new film. And by the time this podcast comes out, we'll probably have seen the new film. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see how, see how the new film does it, but this one took a stance that I don't think it's got going against the film to start off with. Yeah. Fairly early on. Um, when I mentioned, and I, and I, and I get it as well. Like, cause, but you also don't need a lot of the, the year is this, that it, I can get that it's not now. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter, does it? It's like no. a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Okay, cool. Yeah. That'll do. Sound. Yeah. I don't need to know all that shit. Also, was that first scene in the book? I don't remind, think it remind was. Remind me. Where the um, spice, the guild navigators oh, go yeah, into I the I don't remember Emperor's. that as well, because I remember pausing the film with that bit where the, the guild navigator comes in and being like, who the fuck is this guy? In Conor McGregor voice, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> you know? I don't even remember there being like a... Was that description of the Guild Navigators even in the first book? What? I don't remember I don't, it. I don't think they were. I, I think that comes in later. I don't remember it, but again, the beginning of that book is all quite bewildering anyway, so yeah. maybe it was in there and I just kind of in one ear and out the other, but Afterwards, I kind of, I paused it, Googled what the fuck was going on. And I was like, oh, okay. But then Google's just got all the information from all the books. So it's, I don't, I don't know yeah. where that comes in or anything. So, yeah. Um, then I, my point on the, sort of the next bit I'd got was uh, there's a fight between Paul and... 
Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, what's uh, who was Gurney it? Halleck. Oh, Gurney. that was it. Yeah. Uh, between Paul and Gurney Halleck, who is played by Patrick Stewart. And they have in the in the book they have shields, which are kind of like they wear them all the time, but they only come into kind of when you Turn get them attacked. Off, basically. Yeah. And oh my god, are these the worst things I have seen? <laughs> it looks fucking atrocious, doesn't it? And that's that's probably the key thing where I'm like, Master of the Universe would have done this better because yeah, fair play. It, it looks fucking atrocious. Like, they look, they look like they're wearing uh, like Tetris blocks. Yeah, like surely there's got to have been a better way to do that. And like, it was just all the budget already spent. Was there? Did they have a vision in mind? Like. It just looks, it looks a bit um, like Tron, almost. Like oh, that sort of effect. I mentioned this to somebody the other day. I think it makes Tron look like the most up-to-date kind of film that comes out today. Yeah. Looks like It makes Tron look like an Avengers film <laughs> in comparison. So, uh, yeah, it's it was outstandingly really bad. Unfortunately, it never comes up again. This, I mean, no, there's like one, one time, maybe, that's yeah. it. Yeah. It's ne- but that is like an extended sequence of them having this fight in like weird so difficult te- to watch. Tetris block like <laughs> yeah. yeah awful was it- um so so I don't know how how we should go again we're out of practice but there's just things that I just want to check back was you know the weird like teach me a weird and ways sort of thing yeah was that ever a gun in the book I'm gonna say no I, was it a gun in the yeah, they're well, like, wasn't it? In the he film, says like yeah. words and then fires a gun. Yeah, there was a lot of guns in this. I remember, I remember sitting there going, I don't remember there being this many guns in the No. In the book. I didn't like that. It's more like sword fighting and knives and stuff like that in the books. Yeah, it is. By the way, on, on Patrick Stewart, he only shouts in this film. And like the times he doesn't where he's just talking, if I close my eyes, I swear it was Matt Berry. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> it seems to me like um like you know, if anybody does a Patrick Stewart impression, where they kind of shout the the, the uh, uh, what's his name on the bridge of the uh, Enterprise, the Enterprise, yeah, Picard, Picard. Like Picard on the bridge of the Enterprise, where <laughs> shouting orders at people. That's the bit that they do, and he's just doing that throughout yeah, the entire the film. Way. Yeah, he's so mad. There is not like any <laughs> nuance in that character in this film at all. And all the performances are like I've got it here. All the performances are like stage performances, and it's like the way they move. There's, there's a lot of like one... exaggerated actions and stuff like yeah, that as well. Th- there's not one piece of scenery left untued in this film. Everyone is fucking going for yeah, it. Yeah, everybody is. I mean, there was probably mountains of cocaine. Almost definitely. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I wish I was in Dune. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even know Patrick Stewart was in it. No, I didn't know Sting was in it. Yeah, because I've seen the clip in Sting in his tiny little briefs. Okay. Um, so I knew that was uh, a thing. And I knew Cal McLachlan was in it because it's like, oh, it's Cal McLachlan. It's it's uh, David Lynch. That makes sense. Them two work together quite a lot, you know, so far. So good. this is also, by the way, uh, unlike anything else David Lynch has made, I think. I haven't seen all of his films, granted, but... It doesn't feel like... A, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't watch it, it be like, it's, that's a David Lynch film. It's not Mulholland Drive or Twin Peaks or anything like that. It's... Very, very, yeah. I can see why he disowned it. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, Fucking Paul does not look 15 either. I checked and he was 25 when he filmed it. But he doesn't, 
Yeah, he probably looks about 25. Yeah, he looks about 25. Ironically, um, I'd say... Do you think he looks like Dan? Yeah, a little bit. I can see what you Yeah, mean. I can see. Yeah, yeah. honestly, God, by, by the time I noticed it, I couldn't, I couldn't watch it the same way the rest of the film. It's like, ironically, Carl McLaughlin is a guy who's almost always looked younger than he actually is, apart from the one time when they needed him to look younger <laughs> yeah. than he actually was. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I don't know. I feel like we're being... Because obviously this film has a, a weighty reputation. Yeah. Um, that it, it sucks and it's really bad. And it David Lynch disowned it and it kind of everybody ruined people's careers and all this kind of thing. And I'm sitting there going, okay, it's not great. Maybe guess, it's because I've it's... read the book and I've sort of got that appreciation for... Yeah, I've I, I probably got a note here somewhere that if you haven't read the book, there is... Do not watch this film because it will not make sense, I don't think. Yeah, and I think that's also possibly going to be a problem for the new one as well. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it, well, I, I sort of said that the film, oddly enough, because like you say, I say that Hodorowsky, who originally wanted to do it, was a very weird filmmaker. Lynch, also a very weird filmmaker. This film kind of, it's too weird for most people like your average cinema goer but yeah it's probably not weird enough for people who really like david lynch films yeah okay i can see that so that's kind of where i'm landing on it yeah i mean i just feel like i mean it changes things from the book like some of it I appreciate for like a time and thing, but it doesn't have any flow to it. It doesn't feel like there's any tension ever really being built up in it. Um, it's more like things just seem to happen because yeah, it's a series it, of events. It cuts out is. a lot because obviously another thing is that the, the new film is split into two parts. Mm-hmm. This is part one that we're getting now. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, as in, we're getting part one. We hope we're getting part two. Yeah, hopefully. We haven't seen, we haven't seen it yet. Maybe it's worse than this shit. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Maybe it could be. <laughs> it could be. Um, but this film wants to get the whole book into its like what two and a half hours kind of thing. It's quite yeah. long for, for a film, but it's it cuts Not out long enough a for this. lot. Yeah, um, and it kind of and, and all the stuff that kind of joins up the. The parts, shall we say, because there's like several sections to the, the book, really. Um, it feels like all those bits that are kind of joining those up have been cut out, and you're just left with the really cool bits, uh, you know, like the, the bits in the thopter and, and the bits with mm. the worm and stuff like that. But you're not really left with why these things are important or why it's happening. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Uh, well, that's, that's probably the one good thing I've got to say about this film is that first time seeing the worm, under the minor is ace. Like, you're right, it's an 80s film, so like the visuals aren't, it's clearly just a guy's hand in a fucking sock, but. Yeah. I think that, yeah, still, I thought that. Still good. I thought a lot of the stuff with the work, because the worms are kind of quite sparingly used. Yeah. I mean, they're not that much in the actual book. No, not, I guess. As, much, not as much as I thought they would be. Considering they're on every poster and every yeah. book cover art and everything else. Um, but yeah, I thought they were quite good. They were probably yeah. some of the better effects, I thought. Yeah, 
no, definitely. Uh, you know, there was, as I say, it's just it's like they had a they had scale to them, whereas a lot of things in this film don't really have much scale to it. And it felt menacing, I guess, is what I'm trying to get out to it. Like, despite its limitations, it still it still looked and felt felt good. So yeah, um, did you notice the pug? Uh, did I notice the pup? I don't remember. I don't recall. So there's, there's there's a thing about dogs. What do I? I don't remember. I don't. Can't really. It's been a long time since watched any David Lynch. I don't think it's a theme that he has. But the Harkonnens have a bit where they they've, they've got dogs right at the start. But then like right after that, before they leave, um, what's the Leto planet called? Um. Before, well, before they go to Dune, yeah, there's, they've got like this pug with them, and they're carrying it around and shit, and it just keeps appearing. This pug does, even to the point where, where when the we can spoil this to a point, right? When when the Harkonnens attack, um, Gurney Halleck at one point has the pug in his hand while he's fighting a battle. I'm like, what the fuck is this pug? Is he like, is he the Duke? Like, why is he here? <laughs> like, he's, he's fucking everywhere, like a fucking mascot, mate. It's, I don't get it why he's there. Um, yeah, I've got... I've, yeah. I've got, also, uh, I've got a note here that um, 350 degrees Kelvin, which is what the, when Paul's doing his research, they say the temperature is, that's 76.85 Celsius. Bit hot. A bit hot. Could anyone, like, could you live in that? Uh, I know I couldn't. I don't, <laughs> no. I, I don't think humans can live anything above like. I don't know. I, I, was, I don't know why I'm going to put a number on that now because it just immediately feels like someone to go, no, you're wrong. People can live yeah, above that. Gonna, how hot? I don't know. I think like 50. I don't, don't want to say it's just how hot. No, <laughs> hot down. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the, the other, one of the notes I had, I don't know if you noticed this. And if we're going to be like on these things, uh, th- there's th- the things they call mentats, which are like uh, humans that can human computers. Yeah, compute. Yeah, that'll do it. Humans that can calculate things like like computers and stuff. And uh, in this, they have all got absolutely massive. Forty-two point three degrees. Yeah, it's weird, right? I was that I, in the book? The, Did I just forget that no, from the book? No, I don't. I don't even remember the the, um, the lips thing being in the in the book. Really, also quite weird. Yeah, it's there's just design choices in this which are they've clearly gone okay. Well, what's the uh, six billion gonna look like? And gone, oh, I guess you know, some films will be like everything but neon. This is just like everything just weird looking, yeah, which a little bit could be probably quite a lynch thing to do, I guess. But yeah, the, the eyebrows were just like my I'm, I'm like, I, <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, I could grow a bushy eyebrow if I really wanted to, but uh, I don't think I, I, these, these lads have got got me topped, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the uh, yeah, even everyone like as I say, it all comes down to just like the it's just weird direction from like just the characters, even like UA's seemingly proud about his portrayal. That you know, yeah. Kind of, uh, we are getting into spoilers then. Sorry, okay. Um, so, cutting, cutting spoilers beforehand if you want. Yeah. Should we, should we just kind of go through the... Sure. Um, so, I, I think with that, I, that 
did feel a bit weird to me. Um, it didn't have the same weight to it, I felt, that it did in the book. No. Like, he felt the, the, the kind of betrayal as much as anything. Hmm. Um, yeah, bit of an odd one there. Yeah, it was weird. And then, um, as we're doing spoilers, Duncan just gets shot in the head, seemingly out of nowhere. And- yeah, because if I remember rightly, you don't actually... You just get told he, he. It's even worse in the in the book. You just get told he's dead. But no, but it happens like like ages later because when Paul and Jess, so there's the the Harkonnens attack, and we're kind of left to not know what happens. We know that we follow Paul and Jessica then. Yeah. So then when they, um, Duncan then finds them. Yeah. Sort of thing and gives them gives them something. I can't remember. He's with the Freeman anyway, or the Fremen. Yeah, I'm sure. At some point, and he meets up with them, and then they're with um, Keens or Kinds, however you yeah. say it. And that they're, they're they're in like a secret hideout, and the Harkonnens find them, and Paul and Jessica escape. Yes, that's it. So um, timeline. So they escape the Harkonnen like siege. Mm-hmm. Duncan finds them, gives them like um, a tent and shit like that, and then they go to meet Kinds. Then they go, um, then the Harkons attack Kynes' base. Yeah. So they like close the door, and that's when you see Duncan or Duncan supposedly get Duncan gets killed then. Yeah, because he's holding them off, isn't he? That thing. Yeah, it's it's like a beat later, basically. And then that's when Paul and Jessica go off, crash, and they get found by the Fremen. Yeah. I appreciate that I'm saying the same words in different ways. It's just to edge my bets every time. (laughs) One sentence might be this, one sentence will be another one. Um, Sounds about right. I I think I was trying not to commit too much of the film to memory as well for being like, I should really try and remember how this all happened in the book rather than this film because you could tell that the film was kind of taking a few liberties, like I've mentioned before. Yeah. The um, the Hunter Seeker bit, he makes a point, Paul was saying, like, oh, if I stay still, it won't see me when it's this dark. What's the point of a hunter seeker if it can't see in broad daylight? Because that room is very brightly lit. Uh, maybe it's like a dinosaur. Maybe. That's the only thing I can think. This is all just a bit bland, really. That was a note. And then just a minute after, I put, okay, that fetus bit was fucked up. Yes. Weird. That was weird. Oh, oh shit. I can't remember exactly. Oh, what is this? I've got a note on here that says that the cat contraption looks like Charlie Kelly's invention. Like a Siamese cat or something, isn't it? It's like yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's wrapped up with duct tape. Was it just to show you as an arsehole? I think so. But all I could think was, we finally have the technology to allow spiders to talk with cats. <laughs> was he milking the cat? Oh, I think they were. Yeah, that rings the bell. And why did they, I might have already said this note, but I've just got back. I've just got to it. Why are they all just so arch? They're just like evil for the sake of being evil and cackling for the sake of. It does feel a little bit like that with the with the Harkonnens, doesn't it? That they are just kind of sitting around plotting and and just anything that they can to be evil. Yeah, and like, what's the um, not Fade Ruther, the other one. The Beast Raban. Yeah. Like, I don't want him to be, like, just dumb. Yeah, like, he felt kind of written down. I felt like he was written down quite a lot, and Fade Routher was written up quite a lot for this film. Yeah. Possibly yeah. because they got Sting in, and 
Uh, well, to be fair, the other guy is uh, Paul Smith, who he was in quite a lot, to be fair. He, he'd been in quite a lot of films. He would probably be, be known to a lot of people as Bluto in Robert Altman's Popeye. Um, okay. You can see it, can't you? When you sort of, hmm. I mean, not when he looks like how he did in this film, because <laughs> did the weird ginger hair and everything they gave him. Yeah, that was an odd choice as well. What I will say is the Baron is fucking grotesque. Big time. But, but just too cackling. They just went too far. You should be like cunning almost. Yeah, there was there was not really any of that. Well, although I guess you kind of do see it a little bit, but they've really let into the this guy's disgusting. Yeah. Like <clears throat> did they always have the heart plugs as well? Don't remember, to be honest. Don't know. Ali was fucking weird. Yeah, but I, again, that—I mean—that felt weird in the in the book. Yeah, that it's like this child who basically has the intellect of somebody old. like thirty years older than him and stuff. Mm. Uh, um, also, interestingly enough, that was played by Alicia Witt. Like, obviously, she was nobody back in nineteen eighty four, but she got, she'd been in like. Hundreds of things since she's been in like Twin Peaks and The Sopranos and Walking Dead and like oh, shit. Uh, all, all sorts basically since she's you'd know her when you saw her now, kind of thing. No, I um, it's just thinking back about like effect budgets, Rabin's head looks really good, yes. Just like I was like, oh, this is so this is where the budget went on that. It's um, like I said, like I mean, to be fair, there's a few bits with. Jumping ahead a little bit, but there's a few bits of like dodgy green screen, I guess. Hmm. Other than that, like the end battle, I thought looked quite good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you know, there were a few bits, shields not included. There were a few bits that I was quite, quite like, oh, this is this is pretty good. Yeah, a lot of it's like just like just the reason I said like Doctor Who is more like costume stuff and things like that. It just seemed a bit there is a bit, a bit of that. Yeah, there is even a bit of for that. then. This is sci-fi, so yeah, we're gonna know. lean into it with ridiculous like colours and, and colours and weird shit like that. Yeah. So right at the start, I was I was I put a note of like I kind of hope they sneak this theme into the new, you know, like sometimes like the uh Justice League or one of the films put like the Batman 89 theme tune, yeah, done slightly differently. But then later on they started keeping doing the theme tune, but like with loads of shredding on the electric like guitar solos and i was like oh fuck maybe not this is getting a bit bit extreme yeah do you know we did the music for this by the way seems you mentioned it was toto the band famous for doing africa i didn't know this yeah and brian eno like one of the most famous like what the fuck yeah okay um which i feel like is pretty out there but yeah i don't know if brian eno's worked with lynch before or since possibly so maybe that's where that comes in. But uh, but yeah. No, then um, I've got a couple more notes, which is, wait, what the fuck, rain? Because I'm fairly certain that didn't happen. No. And then <clears throat> because of that, it kind of missed a lot of the point of the story. Like, forget the fact they missed big story beats out. Like, that kind of just almost highlighted, actually, kind of missing the point of everything that's been done, why it's been done. And yeah. It's not... It's not Jesus and in fact, you know, I called down rain. It was just, I don't know. It, it, it kind of felt like, okay, well, we're definitely not 
doing a sequel. Yeah. It's ended. I've changed the story. And then the last note is just that made me laugh is starring in alphabetical order, which I can't think of many it, films as either. They do do that every now and then, but uh, usually it's in like these, I, I mean, I guess this kind of, I was going to say usually in these like big ensemble pieces, but I guess this kind of is like, I know it's got Patrick Stewart and Sting and Max von Sydow is in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Carl McLaughlin is not Carl McLaughlin yet by that point. So everybody, I feel like it, you could get away with that for being like a an ensemble kind of film. Yeah, it just I just didn't expect it. And it, it shocked me. And I, I do like those old films where it's like this is the person, and it shows them like a picture of the person. Just like, <laughs> yeah, that was a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like, and I know like the film's done. It's just a film, but part of that just kind of takes takes you out of it straight away. You know, yeah, like, you, you haven't got that sort of moment where you can just sit there and be like, oh, okay, that was, you know, you haven't got the reflection moment where if it's just like yeah. the end it's of like sort of mash out. or something, I don't know. Yeah, like fucking a stage, it's like a stage show where they come out and, and bow sort of almost. It's <laughs> yeah. That, doing that, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Um, well, some of them, though, some of them were like clearly, they clearly got back to like do a smile at the camera and then some of them were just like, just film footage. Like, <laughs> yeah. You don't, don't need you back. You know, no one cares. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I got exactly what I expected out of it, knowing that it wasn't going to be good. I was yeah. disappointed as a, as a Dune fan that, you know. Lifelong Dune fan. As a lifelong Dune fan. <laughs> Read the book like last year. This year. Um <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, the hopefully the new one will do it justice. Now the book stands on its own. I don't need a good film, but it would be nice to see it in a, done properly in a yeah in a different medium. It's still not really scratched that itch, has it? No, no, not at all. So yeah, I don't know what, what are your final thoughts on it. Um, to be fair, my final thoughts on it are that I think, given the weight of expectation I'd got going in. This film is actually better than I thought it was going to be. Like, it's okay. not a complete train wreck. It's fine. It's just not... It doesn't tell the story all that well. And it's just not really what you want. Okay, put it this way, then. I think, like, if you haven't seen Dune... or haven't read Dune, sorry. Yeah. Don't watch this, because it'll make no sense. By the same token, if you've read Dune and loved it, you probably shouldn't watch this, because you won't... It... Yeah, I feel like it's easier saying that now we are in the week of a release of a new film. Yeah, if I was, I mean, if, I, if I'd come to this in the nineties or something, I'd be like, "What's this?" Or a, a TV movie that they're making at the minute? I'd be like, "Well, okay, all right then, I'll take I'll take the Lynch film then, I guess." <laughs> Fair, okay, okay. Um, so, what what are you going to give it out of five? See. I feel like you've talked me down a little bit. I didn't. I, you no, 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 no. I know score. it's it's not through any intention of yours. But so originally, I think I had this down for about a three. Shocker. But yeah, I know. That's well, what we do. But I th- yeah, cause I, I, well, I didn't hate it. So I didn't really dislike it. So I feel like verging any too much lower would be harsh on it. I mean, I didn't really enjoy it. That's why it's not any higher than that. But I think I'm, I'd probably go maybe two and a half. 
See, I think like I'm giving it a two, but okay. I thought just like the performances were bad. Like I'm I texting you. Think they like, were that bad. The the Kate, the scene that stuck stuck in my head from the first attempt at watching it was when um, UA kills Leo. Yeah. Or doesn't kill him, but like paralyzes him or whatever. Yeah. That scene is just awful. Just yeah. awful. Yeah. Uh, it's not great. It's not what you want, like I say. I don't give it a one. I'm not. I'm giving it a two because I'm nice. Feeling generous. Yeah. It's not a one. It's not the... Oh, no, is it one of the worst I've ever seen? No, it's not. They, they, they tried, bless them. And I think and there's, there's some there's good clearly stuff a, There's there. clearly a vision to it. Yeah. I think, like I say, I, I think there's some good stuff in there. Um... Apparently, I need to show you some really bad films because <laughs> this is one of the worst things you've ever seen. No, I thought oh I thought that myself out of that. It's not, but it's just. Will, will you ever watch this film again? Well, no, because there's going to be a new one out in like three days or whatever. So, what if that one's worse than this? Will you watch this film again? No. Well, says it all. Says it all. I mean. No, yeah, you've got a point. I'm not. No, I can't see a situation where I'd ever watch this again. No, shit film night. No, it's too long. <laughs> film night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like shit film night needs to be like a, a limit no, of like no, ni- ninety minutes yeah. because I don't want to get glassed by everyone there. <laughs> Troll two was bad enough. That was long. What the fuck are you? Oh, it's a bit poor. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's what you think. Hit us up on Twitter. At LTAN pod. Email us at Aaron. Let's talk about nothing pod at gmail.com. Oh, well done. Um, oh, it's been so long. Uh, so I, you go. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Liam's having a minor stroke, I think. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like Liam says, let us know what you think. There are the socials. We have also got a YouTube channel. I don't think that's been updated in a while. You know, so. I was going to I was going to do a YouTube for um I was going to do a YouTube because I'm you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, YouTube. Yeah, I was gonna do a YouTube for Shang-Chi and I just I didn't have the energy at the time oh, to do yeah, it. Oh yeah, because we were gonna do Shang-Chi, weren't we? Yeah. Shang-Chi was good. Yeah, like, that was a three. Yeah, I think I give it three, three and a half, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think what we should also bear in mind, I think I put things up by about a half, generally more than what you do. Okay. Okay. Because I feel this like interesting. generally, even though technically, because we've got halves, it's a 10 point scale. Generally, mm-hmm. I think of it on a five point scale. Yeah. So my midpoint is three. And really, my midpoint should be two and a half. It should be two and a half. But I think well, like, I, I do the same as you. Like, if it's five, like half decent, probably a three is what it's getting. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. That's so, generally yeah. like, if it's a film that, I mean, like I say, I'm probably never going to come back to it. I, I think it's okay. It's done its job. But, you know, it's, it's not offensive. <laughs> it's it's not job of making me sit through it. Yeah. Then three. If it's good, three and a half. So on, so forth. Yeah, four yeah. is kind of really good, and then 
Four and a half. Four and a, yeah, I'm not going to do it. But, yeah, <laughs> but you get the point. Um, four and a five, Brie. Masterpiece. Like, yeah. I have, re- I have recently cinema. given something a five, actually. Oh, Why did you give a five? Uh, Venom called... 2. <laughs> Venom 2, by the way. Better than you'd think. Really? I mean, it's a three, but it's better than you'd think. Okay. How is um, oh, the best actor ever? What's he called? Um, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Uh, he's Woody Harrelson. <clears throat> I mean, Brilliant. yeah. I can't wait to watch it. He's hit. Like, have, you ever, have you seen uh, Natural Born Killers? Yeah. It's kind of bringing that through in it a little bit. Okay. So that kind of insane kind of off the wall. Uh, the, the film I uh, gave five to was uh, Titania. I believe it's pronounced. It's French. Porno. It's a porno. It's nearly a porno. <laughs> oh, saucy! Not one you'd enjoy. Um, I'll leave oh. it at that. Uh, if anybody wants to check that out, check that out. It's really fucking weird and amazing. It's a French film uh, by a woman called Julia DeCorno. Her previous film was Raw, and that was about... I thought you going to say Julia Louis-Dreyfus then. <laughs> Her previous film was Raw, and that's about a woman who goes away to college and finds out that she has, like, an addiction to eating human flesh. Oh. I thought, based on the porn theme, it was going to be, like, she goes to college and finds out she's got an uh, allergic reaction to condoms. It's not that... Fucking hell, just give me a chuckle at least. I just drink that. I was doing my best joke of the night. Cut that out. <laughs> staying in. That and the dog thing, staying in. Um, and then, so that's it, everybody. And as we say at the end of every episode. Cut. No, I should have said, um, um, was that Shadrach? I don't know any more doom words. No, cool. <laughs>